You are listening to the Toxic Mold Podcast with Steve Worsley, the toxic mold expert and your number one source for mold consulting and mitigation in the USA. Let's dive into a brand new episode. Before we get started on this episode, here's a not so short disclaimer. While all attempts have been made to verify the content provided in this podcast, neither the podcaster or the producers assume any responsibility for errors, omissions, or alternative interpretations of the issues discussed here. All information stated in this podcast is the opinion of Steve Worsley. Steve Worsley is a mold specialist with over 25 years of experience in the construction and mold industry. The Toxic Mold Podcast is for information sharing purposes only. The views expressed are those of the podcaster and his alone. These views should not be taken as expert instruction or commands. While there may be references to medical conditions and symptoms, all podcast episodes are the opinion of Steve Worsley and any medical questions or concerns shall be addressed with the appropriate licensed medical professional or professionals. As the podcaster refers to different mold types, please be aware that Steve Worsley is not a microbiologist and questions concerning mold specifics should be answered by the appropriate professional. Steve isn't nor does he offer any legal advice. For any legal advice, you must speak with a lawyer. The listener is 100% responsible for his or her own actions. You can check out Steve's books on Amazon. Just go to Amazon and search for author Steve Worsley. You can also take Steve's courses on Udemy or Skillshare, and you can find out more about those at cnccontractorservices.com. Now, let's get to the episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Toxic Mold Podcast. Steve, can you believe that summer is like on its way out, especially in Wyoming? Yeah, yeah. Well, summer <laughs> goes away and it starts getting freezing at night, like in July. Actually, not really, but... <laughs> Feels like but, that. but that time of year, yeah. And, you know, kids have been back to school for a couple weeks. And so, yeah, it's, it is almost over. Before we know it, I'm going to have to be plowing snow. Yep. I can't wait. <laughs> so, in the tundra. So, today we're talking about allergy, asthma, and mold sickness, which I think with kids having just started back to school for a couple weeks, this is a good topic. It is. And I just thought of this, you know, a lot of, a lot of our listeners probably have kids that play football. Oh, and, yeah. you know, could be asthmatic and have an inhaler. And they know, you know, this time of year it's worse because, you know, things are still viable as far as grass, pollens, all that. They're going away. But it, my point is, is they might be people with allergies or asthma this time of year are having a lot worse time with the air outside than they normally would. Absolutely. Which, you know, it's... This is not an episode where we're acting as medical doctors. No. We're not talking about no, allergies. You are, but I'm not. <laughs> we're not talking about that. But we're talking about it from the perspective that each of those things, allergies, asthma, and mold sickness, sometimes people aren't sure like which one is it that's affecting right. them. Asthma can mimic a lot of the mold sickness symptoms. So talk talk about how do people differentiate or or I mean, how do they know? Well, so one of the reasons that I, I, I picked this topic for a podcast is, is because, you know, a lot of times, and, and we live in a day and age where um, instead of, you know, as a pre-diabetic, instead of working out and changing your diet, we just want to take a pill. Um, 
So you could be exposed to mold inside your home. Um, obviously allergies are typically is outside. Um, but anyhow, you could just be taking something for an allergy to kind of just mask it or put a bandaid on poor indoor air quality. And it, it could be just like one person in the home that it's affecting and you're just taking a pill and, but you can't figure out why you keep having headaches even in the winter time. And so, you know, to me, it was just important to, like you said, we're not doctors, but you can differentiate what certain things are. And, and he said something interesting, you know, it's like the chicken and the egg, you know, which comes first mold, asthma, allergies. You could look at those the same way. Like, is my mold exposure or mold sickness uh, making me prone to allergies? Do my allergies make me more prone to mold sickness? And it could be either or. It's confusing. And that's (laughs) that's why we're doing a podcast. But to to answer your question, how do you know? There's so many things. You you have to get someone like me involved, a, a mold inspector, your medical doctor, probably air testing, medical testing. So there's just a lot to it. I can't just say, well, you know, I'm sure it's just mold exposure and you're, you're experiencing mold sickness. There, we have to have a, a number of things that we have to put into that equation to figure that out. And so walk me through, if somebody is thinking, wow, I have one child that has asthma. I have another child that has major allergies. I've been worried about a mold problem in my home for the last six months. Where do they even start on that journey? Well, I don't, I, I think it's just as important, but I'm going to say it this way because I'm not educated as much as a doctor is. I don't, you know, deal with patients every day. But for, for me, in my opinion, I would say that you do need to start with your doctor. I say start with your doctor. Don't make that the only point of contact. You do need to get somebody like myself involved. If you can't afford a consultation, you're not going to be able to hire a mold inspector. Our consultations are, depending on where you're at, a quarter of what mold mold inspections and mold testing is. So if it's a money issue, I just I'm gonna throw that out there right now. I'm not saying you have to have use me as a consultant, but you're going to have to pay somebody to come in and probably do they need to do both a mold inspection and air testing. It's we're not gonna go down this rabbit hole because I could talk forever, but once again, you got to make sure if you're hiring a mold inspector, you're getting the right person. If you have somebody that's going to come in and just run air tests, like, yeah, you don't have enough money to pay us for an inspection. We'll just run air tests. That's a big no-no. So be careful when you go down that road when we talk about money. One, one thing that you've said a lot in past episodes that I think might be really important here is it's great to get a specialist involved, doctor, mold specialist. But if you haven't documented things that led up to this moment, isn't it hard for those specialists to to know what they're looking at if there's no solid history of what's been going on? Yeah, it's it's very difficult. Plus, on top of that, it's probably going to cost you, our listeners, a lot more money. Um, You know, when I typically when I use the analogy, you know, I I say, well, I. You can't just go into to your orthopedic and say, well, my shoulder hurts. And the orthopedic says, well, where at? Well, I don't know, just everywhere. Well, is it every day? Yeah, it hurts every day. Well, was there, 
you know, was there sort of some sort of an event? They probably won't use the word event, but I do because moisture intrusion event. Was there an event that caused something? You know, where did you fall down or lift something heavy? I don't know. Well, what do you expect from the doctor? If you're giving him a bunch of I don't knows, he's going to have to give them back to you. Correct. And I'm being serious because he's going to say, well, I don't know until we do an x-ray. And after an x-ray, maybe a CAT scan. After a CAT scan, an MRI. After that, surgery. So if you don't have the documentation, which you're great at always bringing that up, I, I, sh I should probably get better at telling our listeners, document, document, document. I do it. <laughs> I just don't think to tell them. But if you don't have a history and documentation to say when certain things started, when it happens, when it comes to mold, like I said, was there a moisture intrusion event? Um, when 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 your your child started showing symptoms of asthma, you know, did they move into the bedroom in the basement that you just finished? Like, there's so many things that I want to be careful how I word this, but most doctors are not going to get into that. Um, investigative part of it in my opinion for the most part i'm not saying they don't ask questions but when you get someone like me a specialist involved i to me we want to fix the problem we're not just going to have you take a pill so exactly did i kind of not answer your question well you did document 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 but i can hear those over analyzers saying well do you, does that mean i document for three months before does that mean i document for six months like how much documentation what is the minimum viable documentation that a person should have to be fully prepared to talk to specialists about is this allergy, is this asthma, is this mold? That's it. It really is a tough question to answer, and it, it, it because every situation is different. Um, obviously, the more documentation we have for a longer period of time is great. But on the other hand, you don't want to put things off. I'm not, I don't want my listeners or our listeners to hear me say. Well, Steve said that, you know, you should at least wait, wait three months. You don't, don't wait three months of mold exposure before you reach out mm -hmm. to a specialist. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if you think you have major concerns, you need to address it immediately. Don't wait and, you know, say, well, I didn't have enough information. That's okay. We can work through that because at the end of the day, we're concerned about your health. Yeah. And, but yeah, I mean, you, you have to have... A foundation, which is obviously your documentation, for us to build on to. I can't just say, well, okay, so you just don't feel well. Well, it's the same with the doctor. I can't, I, we can start from, from a zero point, but it's going to cost you a lot more money in consultations to get you to the end goal. Correct. I, and I, I, I probably didn't really answer your question, but because it, it's tough to, does that make sense? It's not a easy... Well, after three months of documentation, give Steve a call. <laughs> That's true. But I think you pointed to a number of things that are important. Like if you're going to, when you do your mold consultations with, with clients, you send them a questionnaire. You ask them a lot of questions related to when was the last time this happened? The first time this happened? Do you have allergies? How long? So if people can at least create their own history, mm -hmm. like they don't need three months or six months, right. but know your history. Right. Who in the house has allergies? Who in the house has asthma? How long have they had it? Exactly. When did you notice a change in the symptoms that they experienced? What are the symptoms? Exactly. You know, which which brings something up that this is why we, we tried to tie all these three together because, you know, I want to be very clear with our listeners that 
a lot of mold sickness symptoms are the same thing you, you're going to experience with an allergy. Mm-hmm. And asthma is a little more extreme, but there are a lot of similar medical conditions that you'll experience. So, you know, it's a, like I said at the beginning, my, the, the, the main reason I really wanted to talk about this is because I don't want our listeners, and that's why I call it the mold epidemic. It gets ignored all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like radon. People, it's it's a silent killer. People don't talk about it. I don't know why, but I don't want our listeners to be like, well, you know, it's asthma, and you know, for the most part, this inhaler works. Uh, if it's an allergy, I take whatever antihistamines. It works, but not all the time. I don't want our listeners to ignore mold concerns because going back to what we said, the mold concerns could be caused causing the asthma. The asthma could be causing the mold sickness. It we can usually tie them all in together. Absolutely. It's, you know, it just it's just something that for our listeners, don't ignore any mold concerns because your doctor says you have allergies. <laughs> well, and, and, and again, if a listener suspects that mold could be a contributing factor to whatever they've been diagnosed with, what would you say is their next step? They need to... They, uh, I don't want our listeners to say, you have to reach out to me, but you've got to reach out to a mold specialist that knows what they're doing. You need to reach out to a professional that can do mold inspections and that can do mold testing, air testing, swabs, it doesn't matter. Make sure that you reach out to a specialist, but make sure you reach out to one that knows what they're doing. There's a lot of guys out there, gals, that, well, you know, mostly they do home inspections, but they can do some air testing, and it's kind of a little side gig, their mold part. I'm not saying they're not qualified, but for for me, I strictly deal with mold. I do in mold inspections. I don't do home inspections. I'm not a, a handyman that's trying to do this and that. It's you. You need somebody that knows what they're doing, and there's not a whole lot of us out there. Yeah. I don't I don't know anybody out there that does what what CNC Contractor Services does. No. Podcasts, books, Courses. consultations, yeah, I mean, you name it. So, you know, make sure and, I, and that's what I'm trying to say is it's not I'm not the only one. But I guarantee you, if you get a hold of me and you schedule a consultation, you we're going to we're going to get you down the right path. I'm not going to tell our listeners we're going to fix it because okay. it takes more than just me and our listener, you know, usually it, it takes a lot more doctors and whatnot, but but you've got to find the right professional. And I think that's the key point of this podcast episode. You're going to need for for this kind of issue a team, mm-hmm. and you're going to have to assemble that team. And you want everybody on that team to actually be on your team. Exactly. So if you're going to a GP or a specialist who thinks, "Oh, mold is nothing." That's probably not the right doctor to have on your exactly. team. If you're going to a mold mitigation or a mold um, expert that's going to test and go, oh, it's, you know, it's a it little... It passed. Exactly, right. <laughs> it passed. No, no, that's probably not... You have to be very selective about the team of experts you're assembling to help you figure this yeah. thing out. Yeah, you, you want somebody that is there to fight for you, not just to get your money. Correct. I mean, at the at the end of the day, obviously I have to make money. We all have to make money. At the end of the day, I want our listeners to know that they don't have mold concerns. And yes, it is just my child's asthma, my husband, my wife, whoever, it's their allergies. It's we've, 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 we've done what Steve's told us. 
We've done air testing. We've had mold inspections. We know right now that it's not mold concerns. Yeah. At the end of the day, that's that's our goal yep. is to let our listeners know, hey, you know, is it mold concerns? Is it not? Exactly. Period. Yep. So what's your call to action for people? Well, you talk about it all the time and I need to do a better job of is document, document, document. And that's a journal. So yep. like I've said before, you know, we there's a journal in the mold box. You have iPhones, Androids, I don't know all the phones, Blackberries. They have apps in there that you can write notes. There's You can write it on a notebook. There's no reason why you shouldn't have documentation. And if you don't, and I say this all the time, if you choose to think you don't have time to write things down, it's going to cost you more money. Yep. It's going to cost you more money with a mold specialist. It's going to cost you more money with the medical doctor if you have to miss work. So document. And educate yourself. I mean, yes. you have a lot of courses on Udemy that people can take to educate themselves so that they're having informed conversations with whoever they hire and whoever they put on their team. Make sure you know what you're talking about. Yep, exactly. So those those courses, uh, I, we call it um, Udemy, but it's I think it's called Udemy. 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 <laughs> so, anyhow, my courses are on uh, several platforms, but the main ones are uh, Udemy and Skillshare. Mm -hmm. So... And you can learn more about the courses and the books and everything else, including the consultations at cnccontractorservices.com. Yes. All right. We'll catch you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode. Make sure you go to our website at cnccontractorservices.com and sign up for the mold investigation checklist. Again, go to cnccontractorservices.com and get your free mold investigation checklist today. You can also on cnccontractorservices.com find out more about Steve's courses and books and consultations. Once again, go to cnccontractorservices.com.